This is Revelations Radio News with Tim Kilkenny and Andrew Hoffman. Today is August Wednesday, August 3rd, 2011. What's going on? A lot, lot going on in the news today. There is, yeah. We're going to go over quite a few different stories. Um, if people are, obviously at this point, everyone's going to be new to the show. Uh, but if you're, if you're listening to this sometime in the future... listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. Podcasting to you from the sunny forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I, for one, am enjoying a 70-degree day and not a 90-degree day. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And from the sunny and smoky Cascade Locks, Oregon, I'm Andrew Hoffman. Sunny and smoky National Scenic Area. National Scenic Area. Yeah, well, that's that's what I did for episode 240. I thought I'd mix it up for episode 241. We've already done a whole episode unrecorded. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. We almost did one. But uh, yeah, 10 years, buddy. You and me done this show 10 years since way back in 2011. August 2011 is the anniversary of this show. We've been doing this thing for 10 years. So, woo! Woo! Yeah. Obviously, I think there's two years in there where there was no shows at all, but... That's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't multiply out like one show a week by ten years to figure out how many shows we should have done. But we're, <laughs> we're actually like we on we're on two forty unless you give us credit for the unrecorded episodes. <laughs> In which case, it's like two forty five. Yeah, probably about uh, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016. We had a good run there. But 2016, absolutely no. So December 2016, and then all of a sudden, it just jumps to January of 2018. And so we missed all of 2017. Mm -hmm. And then we did all the way through 2018 and then missed all of 2019. So we've only missed two years, 2017 and 2019. Complete years. Other than that, we've been here for 10 years. Yeah. So please clap. And and we're working in an odd number year, so it's yeah. we missed twenty seventeen, missed twenty nineteen, but we're not missing twenty twenty one. So that's right. No, we're still going strong. So um yeah, it's kinda nuts. We've been doing a show for, for ten years and uh, it doesn't it seems like in a lot of ways we are covering some of the same ground now. Mm-hmm. Remember yep. when the show show first started, we were worried about terrorists, you know, invading or- us countries war eugenics propaganda it's it's reliable material (laughs) yeah and uh about to be a little bit more uh exciting to cover yeah yeah we we might 
might have uh, gulag episodes. <laughs> Come visit Podcasting us live from the gulag. The West Coast gulag. <laughs> if you are hearing this episode, you are the resistance. <laughs> You're also within ham radio distance of this yeah. show. <laughs> Oh, the editing, the the uh, the 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 war. There's a war on right now, man. This is an absolute war. There is a information war. There is a culture war. There's a there's a there's a a, a struggle, a worldwide struggle for humanity right now. Can, can you can you can you rebut what I just said? Can you tell me that I'm wrong on that? No, definitely and not we, wrong. We are in the midst of a worldwide struggle for the freedom of humanity. That's crazy. Well, and that's really, or, and that's really where we are. Yeah, and uh, a a potential transition from soft power to not so soft power. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the beginning of this year. We I've, I mentioned it before, but I'll keep saying it. You know, we 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 had a serious chat. How long are we gonna do this show? What's it gonna look like? We want to keep going, and uh, we chose to keep going. And I think that let the tyrants be tyrants. We're just two guys, you know, meeting over uh, sparkling water and and uh, and trying to chat it up and trying to figure out what in the world's going on. So you know, I know you love when people give a disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not a newscaster. Listen, I'm no Don Lemon, all right? I'm yeah. no, no Brian Williams. I'm no I'm a professional. <laughs> you, you're not a professional, yeah. We're <laughs> Yeah. Well, I will say, you know, if you, on a percentile basis, you know, out of the 4 million podcasts or whatever, I'm, you know, top, I'd say we're in the top 20%. <laughs> as far as like number of episodes, you know, quality, quality content. So I, I'm sure John C. Dvorak would criticize our delivery and justly so, but hey. Oof. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think I don't think I really care what John C. Dvorak thinks <laughs> about me or any of my friends. Or their podcasts. So, yeah, it's uh, that's a fact. Yeah. I don't. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. Uh, let, me uh, let me clarify. Hey, I really don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> well, if if Dvorak wants to plug an episode of ours from a year and a half ago, uh, that's fine. He can yeah. do that. He can yep. ma- make yep. fun of us all he wants. So. Yep. I, uh, I I don't care what Dvorak thinks. I don't care what Curry thinks. I don't care what I don't care what a lot of people think. I care what you know what that's and that's honestly where we got to get to. We got to be at a point where I don't care what anyone thinks. I just care what God thinks, and I'm just gonna do what I think is right, and what I think is what God would want me to do. I mean, I can't think of. I mean, you can end the show right now because it won't hit a more important point. Just care about what God thinks about you and what you think about you. That's it. There's nowhere else to go. Like. That's and 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 it's going to become more and more evident the further into the future that we get, because I know this may come as a shock, especially to you, Andrew. But it looks it looks like the masses are just going to go along with stuff. No, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's it's yep. not not looking great. 
it's it's point. not looking great, but I mean, it's kind of hard to to ignore everything that's happening. I guess if you just watch the mainstream media, you won't know things like, you know, the, first off that the the purple revolution is continuing. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh yeah, purple. Well, remember our, we we thought this was the purple revolution, the United States. Yes. Yeah. And the, I think we we Clintons. called that. I think we called that correctly, but I think we called it too soon. Mm-hmm. I think it is definitely still ongoing. Yeah. Um, I think there's worldwide wide resistance everywhere, including a few years ago on this show, probably seven years ago. I remember getting on the show and talking about, hey, I sold a car to this guy. It's pretty cool. You know, I didn't say his name, but now I think I can say his name because he's a pretty big name. His name is Evan Hafer, and he was uh, in the CIA, and he didn't like war. And I was really encouraged by this to talk to somebody who was a, you know, a war fighter, uh, an operator who didn't like war. So I came to the show. I said, I met this guy. Well, he was starting this little coffee company. It got really big. And now he's been so big, he's been featured in a hit piece by the New York Times. He's been featured on Joe Rogan twice, which apparently has seven to eight million listeners. So he got a lot of normies listening to that. And uh, him and Joe Rogan, I thought, had a great couple of minutes. And if you would indulge me, Andrew, I'm just going to play about four minutes of their discussion. They started talking about vaccine passports Mm. and uh, freedom and what's going on in our country right now. And I thought it was uh, really, really worth worth hearing. So, okay, Do what I say and you have to. You know, you can't work anymore unless you do what I say. That's essentially what a vaccine passport is. Right. You can't do what you want to do unless you do what I want you to do. I mean, Don Lemon was talking about that openly on CNN. Yeah. Don't have a vaccine? Can't go to the supermarket. Don't have a vaccine? Can't go to work? Like, It's so strange that people want to say things like that. Like, that's the thing that blows me away. Why do you? Why do people want to... Because uh, they're dumb. They're dumb. Right? They're dumb. They don't understand history. They don't understand <laughs> right. human beings. They don't understand yeah. human nature. They don't understand the history of every single country that's ever existed mm-hmm. other than the United States. Up until 1776, every country that has ever existed was run by dictators. Right. All of them. This is the first one where you had elected officials. This is the first experiment in self-government that actually worked, and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known. It created the greatest cultural machine, the greatest machine of art and creativity and innovation right in here. And how did it do that? It did it through freedom. Because when you give people freedom, you let people do whatever the they want to do, they actually find ways to succeed and grow and thrive. But as soon as you put the boots to them, as soon as you tell them, you have to do this or you can't do that. You have to listen to me. Now you have a mini dictator. You have one step away from a king. You have one step closer. You're moving one step closer to dictatorship. That's what is happening. That's what's going to happen with a vaccine passport. That's what's going to happen if... They close borders. You can't enter New York City unless you have your papers. You can't go to here unless you have that. You can't get on a plane unless you do what I say. And people say, well, it's all about protecting people from the mm. – no, it's not. It's not because we've shown – this is a fact. It, just a couple of months ago, the idea of a breakthrough case was unheard of. Nobody heard of anybody catching COVID that had a vaccine, right? right. That was the whole idea. You get a vaccine, you don't have to worry about it. Now we know not only do you get it, but you can spread it. And some people have died. Apparently, it's a small number, 
I don't know what the numbers are, but I know that most people who get vaccinated, when they do have the disease, they have a better time of it than mm-hmm. the people who are unvaccinated. But where are the people out there calling for people to get healthy? Where are the people out there calling for people to lose weight? 78% of the people in the ICU for COVID are obese. 78%. Where is that information being shared? Where's someone who's a leader who gets on TV and says, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to decrease our body mass. We've got to decrease our fat. We've got to make sure that people aren't overweight. We've got to make sure that people are healthy. Walk around your block. You don't have to do something complicated. Start drinking more water. Stop eating sugar. Start taking vitamins you can increase the strength of your immune system we can fight things off better we can be a healthier civilization better for everybody right you don't hear a peep all you hear is take this vaccine that doesn't even prevent you from getting the disease or you can't go to the the sauna (laughs) wherever the you want to go you can't go to the broadway show it's madness it's madness it really is madness because if it was a vaccine that really is like a like here's a like it's more of a treatment than it is a vaccine really if you look at it because you're saying you need a booster now every six months. Look, if you get vaccinated for polio, you get vaccinated for the measles, you don't have to worry about right. it anymore. You're good. This is not that. This is a totally different kind of thing, and it's a completely new kind of vaccine. The idea that people shouldn't be skeptical or nervous about that is kind of hilarious. Well, it's kind of hilarious that people won't try on skepticism in general like they need to be more skeptical they need to push people in authority and power and hold them accountable for their words and their actions and there's this reluctancy i think across the board to question power either on both sides right so it's like the blue likes to question red red likes to question right. blue. but now you'll follow lockstep in party line if one is saying something or yes. the other that's a f- problem. I thought that was good. thought it was a good couple of minutes of, uh, of candid conversation about what we're really up against. Yeah, I mean, it, he's being, Rogan's being very conservative. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It, it's not that it keeps it from being as bad. Like, show me the evidence of that. They're just claiming that. Well, but I mean, anyway, I, but his his overall point, yes, his overall overall point. overall point and the context. I mean, remember, he's he's up against the woke Spotify people who paid him one hundred million dollars. And he's basically, you know, tangle, you know, walking a tight line between them and, and getting censored by them. So he at least is saying, hey, because he, he's the one that Fauci kind of crapped on back in May because he said healthy people don't need it. And they said, well, you know, that's not true. And. So, he, he, but even he is getting to a point where even he's insulated by the Silicon Valley money and he sees it and he gets someone like Evan on where he feels comfortable that he can speak his mind. And it was a great interview. I recommend it. Evan actually conducted the interview for the whole last part and you actually learn about Joe Rogan, which I enjoyed just comedy and all kinds of stuff. But it's just two guys talking about what in the world is happening in our country. And I, I, I really like that. I think that, you know, we need to remember that the rest of the world, you know, up until very recently as you know this is a free place and now all of a sudden as soon as you start just like he said as soon as you start telling people you can do this but you can't do this that's not freedom anymore and that's what we're up against and that's and that is that's that's the line that we're hitting i mean and we're starting to kind of figure out this as we look around the world i mean 
there's worldwide resistance. I, I encourage everybody. I don't know if it'll work again this Saturday night, but it worked last Saturday night. Open Twitter, type in protest or hashtag protest or something and just see what pops up. But last Saturday night, I did this and I saw worldwide resistance. I saw uh, protests in Canada. I saw and I have a clip of one of the protests in Canada I want to play here in a minute from Montreal. I saw protests in France, massive protests. I mean, I would guess millions of people on the streets. France looked crazy. Two, and there was there was word that there was over 200 protests in France last Saturday in total. Um, one of my favorite parts of the France protests is they, you know, the downtown they, in Paris, you can't use the uh, can't go into a restaurant unless you have the vaccine passport. So they brought a bunch of tables out and set up tables and brought cheese and crackers and wine. Mm-hmm. And they just started eating in the street because you didn't have to have a vaccine passport to, to eat all the food. I think that's a great way to protest. You gotta, we can't eat your food. How about we eat our own food? We'll set it up right here on the streets. And what are you going to do? Then, you know. Um, I think there was a, 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 an article actually that came out this week. I think it was Monday that said that there was a, a software company that was tracking the vaccine passports in France, the QR codes. And they said that nobody's using them. It's massively underutilized, meaning that a bunch of the restaurants are supposed to be using them and signed up to use them aren't actually using them. But you're never going to hear that. You're just going to hear, hey, they're doing vaccine passports in France, man. Um, Italy is near revolution. I need some boots on the ground report from Italy, but I have heard from multiple sources that it's near revolution at this point. Italy has been kind of in a, in a, in a state of flux for a, a month now. Greece, lots of protests. It's on fire. You're seeing Greece, different parts of Greece getting set on fire. Um, Snohomish, Snohomish, just a little town just down the road from me. People out on the streets saying no vaccine passport, just on the corner with holding up signs saying no vaccine passport. That sort of stuff is normal. Oklahoma City, of all places, they're marching into the Capitol. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Yeah, they marched into the Capitol. So here's what an insurrection looks like in Oklahoma. <laughs> they all waited in line, single file line, and then somebody got into the Capitol and they literally all filed into the Capitol and they're inside chanting USA, 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 and holding up no vaccine passports. Governor Kate Brown, there was a big protest down there in Oregon. People in said, Salem, yeah. Yep, Salem, Oregon. Soros or Kate Brown is owned by Soros. Treason, <laughs> question mark. Yeah. You know, there are protests everywhere. And you're not going to, you know, just like that old saying says, the revolution will not be televised. You're never going to turn on the TV and see these protests because this is what they don't want you to see. Even Canada. Canada, which remember, we're, we've been told Canada's falling, right? Can, it's over for Canada. They're done. You have to have a passport to go in between different provinces, right? Yeah. And the, here's, here's the protester in Montreal. I thought this was perfect. No quarantine! Yeah! You know what I call that? I call that United Non-Compliance! solution to this problem. There is no political solution to this problem. I don't care what you want to believe. If you believe there is, look me in the eye and name me one time in human history where the people have voted their way out of tyranny. It doesn't exist. So I'm going to call Maxime Bernier right now. If he's really for the people, I invite you, come up on stage, stand beside me, and say you support United Non-Compliance. That's the equivalent of giving 
don't want to manage the takeover of society while giving you lip service. A real leader will tell you the truth. I can't save you. That's the reality. If I'm up here telling you I'm going to save you, vote for me, I'm lying to you. You cannot vote your freedom back. I'm going to tell you the truth. I can lead by example and show you how to save yourselves. That's what we gotta do. And how do we do it? We just say no. Everyone's like, what do I do with this mandate? What do I do with this vax pass? It's very simple. If you have a vax card, you burn it. If you have it on your phone, you delete it. If you have an appointment for a jab, you just say no. What do you think they're going to do? Let it go for months? No. After two, three days, they'll cave to the power of the people because that's what United Non-Compliance is. It is people power. We are that power. Look around. They cannot stop what's coming. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what's going to happen. You know the solution. You have no excuse. You have to get off your ass. You have to take action. We have to learn to stand up for ourselves. Canada is I thought that was good. And it's just a good example of the things you're not going to see on TV that are happening at rallies around the world. Yeah. Uh, Chris Sky is the guy's name. So. Got it. Got it. I just, I, I, you know. We've played, uh, I did, I'm sure we played the the clip where he's like, this is back 2020. And he said, you know, first they're, they're telling you to wear a mask and then they're going to want to, and they're going to push the vaccine on you. Oh, but then was the vaccine the same guy? Work. Same guy, yeah. Oh, wow. He's yeah. he's good. He's good. Because yeah. that, that was a uh, very... Uh, <laughs> a very good 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 point. Yeah, he's... Uh, he'll be heading to the gulag soon. You think so? With, with the... Uh, yeah, I mean, they're arresting pastors up there. They're not... They're... They've already tried to go after him a couple different times. Um, and, you know, that protest he was at, tons of people. But he can't, like, pre-organize these things. He just kind of has to show up. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, he's he's doing good work for sure. And global non-compliance, or, or united non-compliance, yes. This, because... What they, what the system wants and is trying to incite with all this propaganda is for the mass of people, or at least the perceived mass of people, to go along with it 100%. Like, whatever, I'll take the shots, I'll take the booster, whatever, none of it makes sense, I, I, I can't deal with it, I need my job, you know, I need my paycheck, I gotta have my kid in school, I'll just do it. And then they want a small number of people, the crazies, the conspiracy theorists, they want someone to start shooting. Yep. And they, they they want that so they can point and say, Oh, look at the look at the bad man, look at the bad violent person, and here's the next step in the police state that we have to, to put in effect because of that. It's it's just like with the uh they're pushing the whole 
you've got to get a vaccine card, but it's really easy to fake a vaccine card. And they're giving all these, they're promoting all these ideas of fake vaccine cards, um, you know, just lying on the form saying you got it when you didn't, you know, attesting that you, you got it when you didn't. And it's all a trap because that the fake vaccine card leads into we need a digital reliable vaccine yes. passport. Yes. The the faked vaccine digital passport is going to lead into we need something that can't be hacked and oh how about some uh, quantum dot technology a little quantum tattoo painless right on your skin no, no, no. all so your just, vaccine just, information just, just so happened to, it's was developed wow amazing we don't like that's down the it's down the line i mean just just stair step it in, in very gradual ways first it's going to be the card we already have that right next it's going to be the qr code that's what's coming right the application the qr code they already got it in france yeah. and then it's next after that it's going to be well it's going to be attached to your id it's just you'll know because you know you'll be in a database and then it's, it's going to be, well, you know, you got to have it on your phone. But isn't it just a pain to have to scan your phone all the time? What about scanning your hand? Amazon already has a new thing at Whole Foods. You scan your palm. It, already, it does everything for you. It pays for everything. Just whoo, scan your palm. You're good. And, and it's there's so many layers to the, the scam. But you might have seen, because it was a viral story about the people that went to Hawaii and got arrested because they were using fake vaccine cards. They were selling okay. fake vaccine cards. I no, believe. no, they, no. The, the story was, it was portrayed as they were arrested for using fake vaccine cards. Here's the catch. You don't need a vaccine card to fly to Hawaii. You don't. I have friends of mine who did it a, like a month ago. Okay, no vaccine, no no fake vaccine card. They went to Hawaii. You got they tell you, oh, you know, you're supposed to self quarantine, whatever. Um, so leave your cell phone in the room, I guess, before you go out. But you know that. But they can forging documents is a crime. Always been a crime. So you don't want to break an actual law in order to comply with or act like you're complying with something that's not a law it's a and it's not even an actual it's not even an actual mandate. You know, yeah. I mean, every time I look into stuff where the headline is this company, that company mandating vaccines, they're this, you know, the. L.A. Raiders now, or it was the Buffalo Bills before that. Uh, every fan's going to have to be vaccinated. And you read the fine print? No. no so I, I have personal information on that here in Washington State. So I'm sure you saw a news story that said Washington State mandates all healthcare workers must be vaccinated by a certain date in October, right? Mm -hmm. Did you see that? Uh I didn't see it for Washington State, no. Probably, maybe you saw it for Oregon, because this this story spreading around yeah. for all the different states. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, all the healthcare workers, what's going on with that? So I know a healthcare worker pretty well. I said, hey, healthcare worker, <laughs> 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 what's what's going on? Are you gonna? And I know that this person's not getting the vaccine. I said, so what are you gonna do? And I thought, because this person's a little bit older and he's hoping to retire soon, that it, this would just go ahead and end it for him. He said, no. 
the option is to have it done by such and such date or you have to test you have to take a test every week and to make sure that you're negative for covid and that mm-hmm. way you can keep that way you can keep practicing so turns out there is no test or there is there is no uh, no mandate there is a test that you can do so another example of uh, you know and you it, don't have to it, do it they're they're trying to walk they're trying to walk a fine line um, where they're trying to obviously get more people vaccinated and we can talk about the reasons why but but they're also trying to leave people that they know won't do it they're they're trying to make everyone at least comply a little bit at at some point so i you know i was seeing posts where it's like you know we we got to stop the mandates like we we can't if if you're just going if you're accepting the waiver then what happens when they stop accepting the waivers like oh well it's just too bad you know that the pandemic is too bad so no more waivers and it's an excellent point you know that the reality is there are waivers out there in the religious exemption waiver there's there should be no way for them to uh reject that it is america but you know at the same time we we gotta just reject the mandates outright and i think not complying with them you know refusing that weekly test they need healthcare. there's a shortage of healthcare workers if all the healthcare workers who you know don't want the vaccine don't get the vaccine and refuse to comply with this anymore it's over it ends yeah, that's true. But I think that the lack of healthcare workers helps their case. They can talk about the the burgeoning, the, the shortage. Of, yeah, acting like it's a the yep. virus is overrunning everything. When in reality, you've got a combination of factors, including stuff that got put off, put off, put off, put off because of COVID restrictions or people just being scared to go in. And so you've got kind of this onslaught of need for medical attention. Then you've got the negative reactions to the vaccine. You've got the um, antibody-dependent enhancement reactions that are going on. It's yeah, it's it's going to get ugly. They need you, nurses. They need you, doctors. Okay, and you know I, I'm seeing this versions of this pop up over and over again. But nurses are saying, "Hey, you were calling us heroes. I worked yep. for 18 months, including." for a long time before the vaccine was available this was never an issue and now all of a sudden you're you're saying get the vaccine or lose your job like no and you know make them make them fire you do not quit do not give in and quit they want you to they want you to either comply or quit they don't want to actually have to fire people because uh you know from a there there are laws out there different states it's it's different rules but you know firing someone for <laughs> for no actual cause is problematic for them so yeah no it, it's true I, it, it we just we just have to keep pushing we just have to keep yeah. pushing because if, if we let this thing get into fall 
it's over. They're gonna they're gonna start with the flu, and not to mention what in the world's coming, what what in the world's in store for us next month with September 11th, 20th anniversary, mm-hmm. with these these images that has been plastered in every single person's brain. Now we're here, and they're gonna resettle all these people from ta- from uh, Afghanistan and Texas and Wyoming, and guess what? Right here in Seattle, there's gonna be a you know this. <laughs> This ain't so, going away. You want to talk about Afghanistan next? Sure. Good. Sure. Let's so do Afghanistan. Is, so kind of the overall theme is that I've got for, for my stuff is kind of the next level propaganda that's out there. And there's some, some different techniques. So the Afghanistan coverage and, you know, you messaged me and, I agreed, like, very strange. Like, the plane on the runway, people running but kind of happy, jumping up for the camera, this whole, like, Taliban taking over in in days, no resistance whatsoever. Doing Um, press conferences. You know, you got the, yeah, presidential palace press conferences. It, It is just so fake feeling yep that it it's really tough to know what to make of it and there is some um so there's two uh very famous as far as social media passed around everywhere photos one of them as far as i can tell inside of a cargo plane tons of people on it men women children everyone i mean just an unbelievable number of people and that one, as far as I can tell, is real and from the current one. There's another one with all like military-aged men front to back on this airplane that is actually a picture from 2018 <laughs> that's been passed around as something that just happened. And they're, they're actually seated in an airplane. So, you know, kind of weird there. You've got the the video which supposedly shows two people falling from the airplane that were dangling on the airplane i mean the the fake looking video with the people hanging on the plane you've got bodies hanging out of the landing gear that and the report where they confirm yes you know seven people died or multiple people died including one person mangled in the when they retracted the landing gear i mean it's horrific but a really grotesque and um just unreal feeling propaganda debacle and then you well yeah so let, let me hear your take go ahead no no please go ahead so the then today and i i don't think you you caught this stuff i didn't bother clipping it you had millie you know, only <laughs> only this version of the American Empire can have the the general named Millie, um, who's who's the he you know he's the woke general, and he's saying, oh, no one could have predicted that it would happen this fast when like everyone predicted it. It, it to me it very much had uh, Rumsfeld. No one could have seen them crashing planes into buildings when they had training manuals with the it's a lack of imagination yeah lack lack of imagination yeah and and then um 
they're talking about like getting people out and they're like well you know we can get like a few people out and they're like well wh- what do you mean like you're gonna get everyone out aren't you and like and it, their answers hit him and austin lloyd austin the you know triple masked triple masked guy they had him out there talking too and the the reporter ends up following up like so basically what you're saying is you'll just get the people out that the Taliban lets you take out that you are able to negotiate with the Taliban to let out like there's they're acting like there's just no other options you know so you've got this the most expensive supposedly the most powerful military in world history and they're you know totally at the mercy supposedly of of you know caveman type <laughs> taliban who are focused on spray painting uh, over women's pictures you know that have their faces exposed so it it's just really tough to take seriously and you know my take on it is this is a new world order takedown of the American empire and they've got the weakest possible U um, S president. You know, this to me, this explains why Biden was chosen. Oh yes. This, yes, 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 yes. Afghanistan and, explains it and the bumble. Yeah. 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 And sure. you've got, you've got, you know, general Milley just total and Austin and, you know, just total clowns. I mean, they really are just, and I don't even know that they are in on it. They don't have to be in on it. You just you just have to put these people in charge and watch everything fall apart. You know, and I yeah. yeah. This is definitely part of an agenda, but I think it is a, you know, a level above um Joe Biden, you know, this is not a Joe Biden plan, okay? No, it, no, no. You know, Joe Biden was never the one figuring out how to get troops out of there you know it's not just like trump wouldn't have been the person figuring out how to get troops out of there i mean so, when this podcast started we 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 both started it because we wanted to talk about the wars and that they non the, the conservatives and the christians not talking about it and then the democrats supporting it was going to keep going on and so we just decided hey let's speak up this is biden's vice presidential administration when we start mm-hmm. so this has yeah. never been an anti-war guy this is mr call you know calling the army to their face a bunch of idiots this is not a bunch you know this is not a a a friendly so let me sidetrack kind of rabbit trail here for a minute did you hear about the guy from (laughs) 4chan yes 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 (laughs) the dude from 4chan is a freaking legend and there's been a lot of talk about whether he not he's even real so i'll give a quick synopsis but this dude named miles rutledge uh, decides he's going to go to Afghanistan as it's you know being surrendered and falling. And what he decides to do is he changes his name to Lord Miles, thinking that if he's captured by the Taliban, that he's going to be fine. And uh, because he's a lord, therefore they probably wouldn't kill him. They'd try to trade him for somebody or something <laughs> like that. So anyway, he, he goes, okay? He is... Hanging out in Afghanistan, decided to pop to Afghanistan for a few days, 
is his original tweet. Never been before. Just goofing off, soaking up the sun. Seems more peaceful than London to me. AMA. The next guy on 4chan says timestamp or F off. And he posts a picture of himself with a timestamp and exactly where he is and can prove it. And so then he said, are you one of the 600 troops that are sent to help evacuate your compatriots? Nope. Uh, I'm just here to have some fun. Never been before. If the Taliban kidnapped me, the plan is simple to I'm technically a lord now because I bought a fake certificate and it says lord on all my cars. If they'll, that'll hopefully keep me alive. Tickets are non-refundable, so I'll either stay permanently in a grave or I'll leave on the 19th as planned. And he's like going around taking pictures with everything. And one of the things that I thought was interesting about this. Now, there's I mean, there's a ton. But here's my favorite post. And it's, you know, from here on out, there's like hilarious stuff and there's stuff that people are mad at him about. And there's all this stuff. But this is the post that I that stuck out the most to me. And I think this is this is this rings true to me. I don't have any way to prove that this person's even there. And this isn't a 4chan psyop. But this part rings true. He said, just wanted to reiterate my confidence that the intelligence agencies show that the capital may be taken over within 30 days. However, not in a few days. I'm almost sure if not this thread will go so much more interesting haha all the major (laughs) areas were surrounded for a month with supplies cut off and people slowly convinced to surrender the area that just fell had been under attack for 30 days and everyone knew it was gone already kabul is huge and the most defended area now with 600 uk troops i'm sure taliban would rather cut losses on their side wait a few weeks for westerners to leave uh newsflash they didn't furthermore the taliban are the anti-western uh people but as long as you denounce the west say you're not jewish or an atheist they actually will leave you alone do you really guys trust the western media also if i'm totally wrong uh and die put a laughing track over these posts it'll be funny i think so i mean he he's very yeah he kind of tried like suicide by taliban yeah, kind of the- my room is nice. It's off the streets, barricaded with steel doors. There's checkpoints with the guards. I mean, he just goes on and on and on. But the thing that struck me the most is this. My Oh, people say my situation is bad. U.S. pays uh, five pounds for a cancer-inducing fast food burger. This whole meal cost me less than a dollar in Afghanistan. It's homemade, and you have no idea how good it tasted. Get a taste <laughs> of the good life. Come on down to Afghanistan, guys. So, yeah, that whole thing just 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 rang true to me this this thing was scheduled to fall this was over Mm -hmm. this thing was done done deal but they wanted to for some reason make biden look crazy i'm gonna say something unpopular but did you watch the speech uh that biden finally made no i only saw well the first one because he talked again today but he only talked about going after states on their covid response Oh, gosh. He's going after states on COVID response? <laughs> yeah. He he went after those evil governors who are who are, aren't allowing mask mandates in their in schools for children. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to get interesting, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, <laughs> um, it, during that speech, you know, it was interesting to watch. And I watched someone at my work get extremely mad and say, man, we just wasted all this time. And we just got to go back in and fix this. I'm just so mad. These are the same people that kept all running over to me. I had three or four people show me the video of them flying away and people falling off the plane. Uh, mission accomplished, boys. Hey, 
Lang, you know, Langley, good job. Mission accomplished. Everyone saw that fo- Everyone saw that video. Good work. It's kind of cool that you guys put the date 11-9 on the front there. 9-11. Huh? That's cool. Cool. Good work, guys. <laughs> Everyone saw it. Story is planted. Now when the terrorist cells appear in the United States, it'll be a surprise to no one because we saw them jumping on the C-130. That's cool. I guess we'll just have to deal with that as it comes. But when uh, Biden actually spoke, I didn't disagree with a word he said. Not one. He didn't want to be there anymore. And his speech was a well-written speech saying this is an endless war and we can't be involved in it. If it's not Biden and it's not 2021, I don't think I'm mad at all because the speech is good. We're done. We can't be on the other side of the world policing people. It's been a failure from the moment we got there. Everybody says, I can't believe we pulled out all these American people are going to get are going to get or all these other people are going to get killed. And these Americans all died for no reason. And I just look at them and I say, we should have pulled out 19 years ago. (laughs) Or not gone. Or not gone. But no, remember, George Bush was in charge. And the so-called Christian right had voted him in. And we went double war on that one. Boom, boom. Let's, let's, Let's evade. Hey, these all these attackers came from Saudi Arabia. What should we do? Somebody raid Afghanistan. Okay, let's do that. Hey, what about Iraq? There's good. There's uh. There's some stuff going so, on over there. You know, so my you, dad really hated Iraq. I think maybe we should invade Iraq. Hey, it turns out they're going to start trading uh, oil in not U.S. dollars. Yeah, this is uh. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to invade Iraq now. So that's it. That's the war on terror. We invade the wrong two countries, and they keep going. So Biden's the guy that pulls them out, and I'm supposed to be mad at him. He's a bad president. I mean, yeah, he's a bad president. <laughs> that much is even obvious. He doesn't know how to find his way back from the podium. Somebody else is clearly running the show, but I'm not going to hate him for pulling out of Afghanistan. How many people did die? And for what? For the poppies? For the CIA? For I mean, what's the point? Well, In every single empire doesn't make it out of there. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone. As a matter of fact, the 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 perfect thing we should take from this whole situation is that a well fund, more well funded, more well organized, infinitely more powerful force was unable to stop an extremely determined, thoughtful guerrilla group. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to say that we need to become gorillas in the in the you know and and be you know doing an yeah, armed can, insurrection or anything like that. Yeah, I'm just maybe, saying that maybe const- can we can we take the masks off our kids? Like, can yeah. we start with that before yeah. we go full you know military? Yeah, 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 yeah. Before we pull out guns and go to Washington D.C., I'm not advocating for that. CIA, NSA, whoever the heck I'm talking to right now. But before all that, how about just let's take the masks off our kids while they're in school? It doesn't help. It doesn't do anything. It's just about control. They're raising a generation of people. We talked about this before. This new generation can barely remove themselves from the TV and their phones. Now they're going to be masked up whenever they're told to based on no science at all, just because everyone told them to. They're raising raising a generation of people that are compliant, compliant citizens. That's all it is. Anyway, back to the Taliban pulling out. I'm for it, but... There's something very fishy with the way this all went down. No, it's a, it's all it's all fishy. There's people are passing around a clip from the Borat movie, which I haven't seen the Borat movie, but it's obviously a clip from the movie of like Taliban type fighters dancing, and some people think it's real. It's like 
I don't understand what I I just don't get it. Like like people, you know, it, I it's on purpose to make people just lose touch with reality, what's real, what's fake, and one thing that we've talked about on our podcast since the beginning is that you know what you've got to be humble enough to realize that you are not going to fully understand what's going on in Afghanistan. Yeah. Okay? Like we need, we need to understand that we're only getting stuff filtered through the media, filtered through propaganda organs. You know, that's why all these children are being murdered over here. Well, you know, you don't care about the ones being murdered one country over. What's the, what's the agenda there? You got to understand, you don't really know what's going on. You don't really know what you can't trust video. You know, it's but there's stuff that's obviously fake and people think it's real. It, You know, is there did people really die? Well, I don't know. You know, the body hanging out the airplane looked convincing to me. But am I ready to say absolutely that that's real? Who knows? Um, but it it's also this feeling of unreality that results in some British kid saying, oh, I'll take a plane to Afghanistan. It's probably not as bad as they're saying. It's, you know, it's this the social media fake reality is its own its own issue, too. So if you could pull this up, Tim, um. Do you see the architects behind the Great Reset engineered the Afghanistan war? Um, and then I've, I've got this the time code for the clip I wanted you to play. Um, earlier, not in the part that we'll play, um, he cites Corbett Report episode 345, the secret lie that started the Afghan war. It's four which, years. Which, remember... Um, the you know the order to invade Afghanistan was signed two days before 9/11. That's an inconvenient truth there. So you know the the whole Afghanistan war we've been lied to it since the be since before the beginning of it. We're still being lied to to think that we understand what's really happening. You know we're we're fooling ourselves. But I thought this breakdown uh, was really good. Are you at the 1938 part? So this is kind of the the punchline. Let me pull it up here. So it's from the American Journal. Oh, what's... And I'm forgetting the guy's name, which I feel really bad. So, uh, But he's part of the Alex Jones InfoWars crew. American Journal's his show... I'll remember his name in a minute, but go ahead and play the clip if you got it. An organization that was headed by David Petraeus, weapons manufacturers, oil companies, George Soros, and uh, a bunch of other politicians. And here on the Wikipedia, you can see Hillary Clinton giving speeches and uh, all sorts of other people giving speeches. Now, the reason I found out about CNAS, the reason I went down this rabbit hole originally a little while ago was because I was looking up the biography of none other than the author of the lockstep document from the Rockefeller Foundation. So the lockstep document funded by the Rockefeller Foundation was actually 
uh, created and the study was put forward and written by Peter Schwartz, who was the founder of Global Business Network. Peter Schwartz is a board member on CNAS, on the center of uh, the new American security. Peter Schwartz now, of course, works for Salesforce. Salesforce is Mark Benioff's organization. Mark Benioff, owner of Time Magazine and supporter of The Great Reset and a dedicated follower of Klaus Schwab. All of these people are intimately intertwined with each other. None of this is an accident. So you've got CNAS, which has everybody from Salesforce, Mark Benioff, uh, Peter Schwartz, Klaus Schwab. Like They're all a part of all of this. They're the ones that dictated our policy in Afghanistan and Iraq, the policy that has allowed for endless warfare. The policy, the failure of which is now evident in Afghanistan as the organization that we propped up, the government that we propped up fails entirely. It's all intertwined and it was all brought about by FM 324 at the behest of the Center for the New American Security, which is run by weapons manufacturers, globalist organizations like the Open Society, Open uh, uh, Society Foundation, as well as all of the people who are also putting on the Great Reset. Isn't that incredible? Now you know. Now you know why we've been in Afghanistan for so long. Now you know why we completely failed in our attempts there after $2 trillion and thousands of American lives and tens or hundreds of thousands of Afghani lives destroyed because of these people's machinations. The very same people that are now implementing the Great Reset and telling you uh, well, to get in lockstep or be destroyed. So the whole video's in there. Um, it's it's worth watching. It, he goes into a lot more detail, but that was kind of the summary of the connections. And it, you know, it it is something to keep in mind that <laughs> if you think that they're the vaccine's actually good, or you think the war actually had a real purpose, the same people are pushing both agendas. So if you Woken up to one of them, you should wake up to to both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't I couldn't agree more. And you know they're they're ratcheting it up. This uh, last Friday, you saw the uh, summary of a, the National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin. Summary yes. summary yeah, of in. terrorism threat to the U.S. homeland. Remember, Since. the homeland is a Nazi term. The secret Secretary of Homeland Security had issued a new National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin regarding the current heightened threat and environment across the nation. The homeland continues to face a diverse and challenging threat environment leading up to and following the 20th anniversary of September 11th attacks, as well as religious holidays. So at what point what here that that, that part has confused me every time it was read. What the Feast of Trumpets? Like what what are we talking about here as well as religious <laughs> holidays? Like what's near it? I don't understand. Anyway, uh speaking well, of Well, I I think it's their way of like mentioning Muslim terror without or okay. Islam Islamic terror. Got it. Because they attack on Jewish holidays or Right. Yeah. How about the fact that Jesus' birthday was most likely September eleventh? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Look into Michael Heiser's work, but wouldn't it be crazy if the devil launched a plan to overthrow and ring in the new world order? A long, long plan on the on Jesus's actual birthday and to give him a give him a little little spit in the face, so to speak. 
Yeah, and that uh, make a lot of sense. Speaking of Michael Heiser, I don't know if you saw that he has uh, pretty serious cancer. So please pray for. I did not see his that. recovery uh, on that out there. Get okay. well soon, Michael. For sure, absolutely. Yeah, let's do let's do pray for that. Um, let's see. These threats include those posted by domestic terrorists, individuals, and groups engaged in grievous based violence and those inspired or motivated by foreign terrorists and other malign force foreign influences. These actors are increasingly exploiting online forums to influence spread violent extremist narratives and promote violent activities such as threats are also impacts or such threats are also uh, exacerbated by impacts of the ongoing global pandemic, including grievances over public health safety measures and perceived government restrictions ding 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 that's me i don't understand how is that does that go to our fake mandate theory because they're only perceived government restrictions yeah actual government restrictions grievances over public health safety measures and perceived government restrictions see that's they don't me. they're not actually to... mandating the vaccine people it's only your perception that they're mandating it that's correct it is only your perception so i just wanted to do a quick i'm not going to read the whole bulletin it's uh insane okay it's basically saying that uh, additional details foreign threats ideologically motivated violent law enforcement nation advisor blah, 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 but they are talking about these extremists may seek to exploit the emergence of the COVID-19 by viewing the potential reestablishment of public health restrictions across the United States as a rationale to conduct attacks. So they are going to infiltrate our movement to stop national health measures and <laughs> get and get violent is what they're going to do. And then they're yep. going to blame us. Yep. And then- that's what's coming. And so in every possible way that you can, I think it's time to, to get going on uh, just just trying to resist and, uh, yeah, just try to resist and see, you know, go to open source software. Just don't participate in the game. Don't play the game. We can't keep playing the game. So we have to go to open source software. We got to maybe move to safer areas. We have to figure out what does the future look like. And I spoke to a mentor of mine this last week and talked to him about a lot of my worries about what's happening in the future and just concerns I have. And he said, you know what? Game it out. The worst possible scenario. Game it out. And that's your baseline. And the rest (laughs) is basically every day that it's not that is a good day. Thank the good Lord and move forward and thank God for every single day that you have that that hasn't happened. And try and do your best to resist. So we think language is important on this show, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go ahead and look up terrorist. So how many how many times does terrorist appear in this uh, document? Zero. Four. Four okay. times. Okay. okay. Now let's go COVID. How many times? Uh. 20 three okay interesting okay. now let's go extremist mm. 11 let's see your extremist yeah just yeah it's we've how many times we've graduated violence. to being 
extremists. Remember when we just used to be um, a civil rights activist because we believed in civil rights? Yeah. Yep. Now you're an extremist. Violent, 11 times. Violence, 15 times. They're trying to tell you something. But also down at the bottom, be prepared and stay informed. Maintain media digital media literacy to recognize and build resilience to false information and narratives. Good stuff. Well, let, let's, yeah, let's, cause that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so, you know, we've got this, whatever's real, whatever's fake, but we know there's fake information being passed along with the real information for Afghanistan. Same thing uh, with COVID. And, I, I want to get into kind of analyzing the fact checking and, you know, who that's targeted for. Um, I don't know. Unless you got anything else you want to. Oh, I can keep cover. Going. Can I, got all, I got all kinds of stuff, but yeah, go for it. All right. So one thing that we have talked about on this show, both um, with Will last week and then before that, we've talked about. Graphene oxide in the vaccines, right? Right. Graphene oxide in the vaccines. And we have talked about it from the standpoint of this is one issue, you know, we've talked about the spike proteins. We've talked about the nanolipid or the nanoparticles. We've talked about all these different elements as being all part of the same program. Uh, we've talked about graphene oxide in the chemtrails, you know, the magnetism, all all that stuff. There is a a particular uh, fact checking propaganda method, and I'll pull up a good old Snopes article that is clearly titled, "No, the mRNA vaccines do not contain graphene oxide." Karen Kingston, who worked in a non-specific, non-scientific role at Pfizer from 96 to 98, claimed she found evidence of poison in the mRNA vaccines. False. All right. So she goes, they go through the Stu Peters interview. And interestingly, they, <laughs> okay. So they, I believe it's the other fact check that I threw in, but they, they say she's not a whistleblower because she doesn't have inside information on what's in the vaccine. Well, she wasn't portrayed as someone who had inside information. She's portrayed as someone who used to work there, knows how to read, uh, you know, patents and things like that. And that's where she got this information. But um Speaking to Reuters, Pfizer's Senior Associate of Global Media Relations, which doesn't sound like a science position to me either, hmm, uh, said graphene oxide is not used in the manufacture of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Arguments suggesting that they do therefore rest on independent research that purports to have uncovered nefarious secrets by scaring the Internet for hints. All right. And did we play the... The Karen Kingston video. I know I had it in the folder. I don't think so. Well, people, people should should still watch it. Um, 
anyway, so she says that in the PEG, P-E-G, lipid, that if you look up some of the parts in that, that it's made by this Chinese company, um, let's see, Sinopeg. And then if you look on Sinopeg's website, they make stuff with graphene oxide in it. And it is a bit of a leap, okay? So there's there's also the um, patent that we talked about, I think, two shows, yeah, two weeks ago, where uh, it's a patent that involves using uh, graphene oxide in a COVID-19 vaccine, but that patent is pending, right? It's not for a, a current product. It's not Pfizer's product. So this gal, Karen Kingston, on the Stu Peters uh, show says, you know, graphene oxide's in there 100%. Here's how I know. goes through it. It's, I'll, I'll say this. It's not 100%. Um, before that, where this whole graphene oxide thing got started as far as being viral online uh, was... A report from your favorite Jane Ruby, also on Stu Peters, where she had the uh, let's find the article here. Spanish study, the study from Spain. Yes, the, the Spanish, the columna. Right. Okay. So there, uh, La Quinta columna. All right. This is where we get into what I I do think was. A, a very sneaky piece of propaganda. Okay. I can't read in Spanish. Can you read in Spanish? No. No. So did I go read the actual study? No, I did not. I, I just, there was a spokesperson talking about the study in English, and then that was repeated and relayed through, you know, Jane Ruby and other alternative media, and it kind of, some of what Jane Ruby said got twisted. She said like the ratio of graphene oxide to mRNA material was like, you know, 99% graphene oxide, 1% mRNA material. And then that was translated into 99% of the vaccine was graphene oxide, which no one ever said, but then that, that was fact-checked. Look, if 99% of the vaccine was graphene oxide, it would be brown or black. It certainly wouldn't be clear or, or milky. So there's there's that element. But this study, um, Whitney Webb uh, was interviewed by Ryan Christian, Last American Vagabond, and she did like a two-hour breakdown on this whole thing. Uh, and if you're interested, it, it is very good, very detailed. She can read the language and she goes through the actual study. The pre- the guy presenting the study did some very deceptive things. He labeled one picture as graphene when it wasn't. Okay. Um, and basically the, the conclusion that graphene oxide is in there is not in the study at all. It's like, it looks like some stuff that could be graphene oxide. And that then got translated to, 
Oh, it definitely. I mean, look at these two pictures. This picture on the right is graphene. The picture on the left is the vaccine. No, the picture on the left was the <laughs> the vaccine contents at 200 times um, magnification. And the picture on the right was the vaccine contents at 500 times magnification. It was it was two versions of the same picture. And that was clear in the study, not clear in the presentation of it. This was then used as, um, you know, the debunking material. See, there's no graphene oxide. And, and also the presentation of that study was graphene oxide causes all these symptoms of what is portrayed as COVID-19. And therefore, what you're really seeing is, is graphene oxide poisoning. That's it. You know, no virus, no spike protein, no anything else. It's graphene oxide. That's what the problem is. Um, which if you were, if you're at the Pfizer level of marketing and propaganda, you can fact check that. Like, oh, look, no graphene oxide in the vaccine. In people's minds, they're saying, oh, that was a, that wasn't true. I guess the vaccines are safe then, which is not a logical conclusion, but that's what your brain goes, right? Right. Um, see, this was proven wrong. Therefore, the conspiracy theorists are wrong. Uh, you know, CNN was right. And it, was I, right. Yeah. yeah. Can I can I interrupt for a second? And I think I know where you're going, but I do want to point out to people uh, that at this point, and I think everybody who's listening to the show already knows this. If you've been alive for the last 18 months, you know this. There are so many different threads of propaganda right now. Mm-hmm. It's 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 hard. You get caught up in one, and you're like, is this real? And then it's the next one. Is this real? And it's the next one. Is this real? And it, it it's just to, like we talked about in the previous episode. It's it's to make you give up, to give you confusion, and to get make you just give up. And, you know, the older I get, the less married I am to anything. You know what I mean? Obviously still married to my wife, but uh, and still married to that the Bible is true, uh, but very unmarried to anything else. <laughs> so if there's graphene, OK, if there's not, OK, we thought there was. But it, the I, I, where you're going is it's not a yes or no. Right. Well, where I'm going is. There are reasons that they want to get graphene oxide into you, and we've covered some of the research on that. Um, and this is 100%, you know, there's 100% research going on in using graphene oxide. And I believe there's very convincing evidence that people are experiencing, you know, graphene oxide poisoning. But the specific claim of graphene oxide is in the Pfizer vaccine, and that is what is causing all the problems of that are that's associated with COVID-19 and the COVID-19 vaccines. I believe that claim was specifically implanted, you know, kind of a poison pill um, to give them something to debunk. That makes sense. That makes sense because it went from nowhere to everywhere. Our good friend Alex Berenson, Mm -hmm. who's over there on Twitter, also on, uh, I happen to subscribe to him on, but I can't remember what's his name. Substack. He's on Substack. Our good friend Alex Berenson, former New York Times reporter who has just had it 
with the mainstream media as someone who was part of the mainstream media and is going in hard on vaccines. His, you know, he had actually had to make a tweet at one point, and it, you know, I was talking about graphene and. You were talking about graphene and everything we were looking at was talking about graphene. And he tweeted out, quit talking about graphene. It's really making us look bad or something. And it and it, it's it, so it was simultaneously everywhere. And mm-hmm. I think I think that they're using this because they know the way information flows because they watched since the beginning of this pandemic. What has where we got our info, what happened? And it's become harder and harder to find information over these last 18 months. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, no, not that it's harder and harder to find information. It's it's. Oh, yeah. Good point. You yeah. know, yep. the information's everywhere. Yep. 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 It's what 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 can you verify? Yeah. What's actually real? And That's you hard. can't you know, this goes back to what you've heard James Corbett say a thousand times is do your own. Don't just trust me. Do your own research. Now, I will say. It has anyone been more reliably accurate than James Corbett? You know, if you're just going to like look at a news source and and say, like, I can trust what he's putting out. The guys, I I mean, I I can tell you 10 times Alex Jones has been wrong. You know, he's been right a lot, too. Oh, yeah. Um, But I can't I can't say, see, James was wrong about that. This or wrong about that. No, it's so. You know, it, it's a fine line of you want to cover stuff that is real and is also current. And while well, there's still time to do something about it before you're necessarily 100 percent on it. But then also, you know, verifying verifying that it's accurate is important, too. But you know what? I don't see any uh, two hour diagnostic things going through specific studies showing me, um, you know, how these vaccines are actually safe. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely so, not. It, that's it, all based it, on trust. Yeah, it's just, it, hey, doctors say they're safe and effective, therefore they're safe and effective. If you, what your experience was different than them being safe and effective, therefore your experience can't be right and we can ignore you and you're a crazy anti-vaxxer. Um, so I, I want to, I had planned on, um, Karen Kingston in that interview points out an article from chemical and engineering news, which is a chemical and engineering news industry publication, right? Where it's like hyping up stuff that they're doing. I I read it Um, daily. Oh, you do? You read it daily? Wow. Okay. And clearly not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm just saying um, right now, the covid related stuff is free. Like you don't have to be a subscriber like you normally would. So even if you're not a a chemist, you've got access to all these articles. Now, why are they making it free right now? Well, I'm sure it's just the sure it's just the goodness of their hearts. No, it's funny. One of my one of my. I remember a long time ago in my early 20s, there was a guy who told me that he would give it to me for free. <laughs> then after that, it would cost a lot of money. Hmm. I wonder who that was. <laughs> so, a, a couple articles. Um, going back to 2020, early April 2020, 
Will the coronavirus help mRNA and DNA vaccines prove their worth? No. And it goes through and it talks about how False. lots of lots of scientists had given up on mRNA technology and this type of gene therapy stuff um, because it never it never worked. Okay, ne- never worked. And Moderna got involved, you know, 2008 or whenever they started. And 2008 up until, oh, the current day, have still yet to produce something that gets FDA approved and widely used, you know, like a real product. But they were able to to get the COVID-19 vaccine approved. All right. So a few things. Which from- is, it's, it's funny. Again, language is a weapon. But. They've used that same thing that you would point out as like, look at this flaw. They've used that same thing as a positive. Like, it wasn't rushed. They've been working on this for 10 years. Yeah. So here's the thing. They, In a way, they had been working on it for 10 years. And I'll, I am not at all convinced that they solved the problems that kept all the other products from coming out. I think Which just, were two things, right? Antibody-dependent enhancement and death of yeah. the host. And toxicity from the nanoparticles. So, all right. T- to be fair to them, they do try to kind of say how it was done and what the difference is, but you, you tell me if you think it's um, if you think it's convincing or not. So this is, again, back 2020. Although these technologies are experimental, none are exactly new. Scientists have been tinkering with DNA vaccines, mRNA vaccines, and adenoviral vector vaccines for decades, but they were plagued with challenges. Finding ways to physically get genetic material into cells was one problem. Inovio overcame this by building an injection in an electroporation device. And mRNA companies are refining lipid nanoparticles to shuttle the bulky mRNA molecules into cells. Another issue for mRNA vaccines was the molecule's inherent instability solved by making chemical modifications to the mRNA bases. Some of the first adenoviruses used were toxic in humans, and scientists have found safer viruses to use for adenoviral vector vaccines. Okay, so it's, you know, there's some issues. Uh, Skipping down, one significant hurdle is the lack of data on how well these new technologies work. DNA and mRNA vaccines have been tested in a minuscule number of people compared with more traditional approaches, which are given to hundreds of millions of people every year. Inovio says that more than 2,000 people have received its experimental DNA vaccines, and Moderna has tested its mRNA therapies and vaccines in more than 1,000 individuals. Okay, so that's April 2020, so 14 months, and we've gone to now hundreds. Have they vaccinated a Billion people yet? I don't know. Hundreds of millions anyway. Um, Skipping on down. This is an interesting quote. I really hope that Moderna's vaccine works very well, because if it doesn't, it will be a disaster for mRNA vaccines, says Norbert Pardee, who's developing an mRNA vaccine for SARS-CoV-2 at the University of Pennsylvania. A great success would be very good for the whole field. Hmm. All right. 
so and it, it gets a little bit into the details of what they do but but not much right it's like yeah we've got these problems and sometimes it looks good in the test tube and then it kills the animals when we give it to it and we, you know we don't really know why and magically in a matter of months it's just oh no it's safe and effective no we know we know uh antibody dependent enhancement won't be an issue um and you know they even talk about antibody dependent enhancement but there's there's no like clarification on here's what here's what would have caused that problem and here's how we solved it it's just like oh yeah um another <laughs> i also thought thought this was interesting this is from september of 2020 but it's about uh pre the tiny tweak behind COVID-19 vaccines. Pre-pandemic coronavirus research by Jason Clellan and Barney Graham led to a trick for stabilizing the pre-fusion form of spike proteins. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, they had figured this out um, in, a, I believe, a matter of months, like a couple months before... Uh, before the pandemic started so so just when they find this little thing that'll make let them i don't know make a better fake spike protein or um it's the it's protein engineering stuff i don't know how seriously are they telling you exactly what they're doing or not but uh, I'll just read from the article. Fortuitously, Graham and a former postdoc, Jason McClellan, devised a solution to this problem before the pandemic. Through a bit of structural biology and persistent protein engineering, McClellan discovered that adding two prolines, the most rigid of the 20 amino acids, to a key joint of a vaccine spike protein could stabilize the structure's pre-fusion shape. This 2P mutation worked in preclinical studies of Graham and Moderna's MERS vaccine, so they applied it to Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, you remember the MERS vaccine? So successful. Oh, totally yeah. proved safe and, safe and effective. Mm -hmm. As Nor Norbert Pardee, an mRNA vaccine scientist at the University of Pennsylvania puts it, we're very lucky, actually, that scientists worked out the 2P mutation for a MERS vaccine before the COVID-19 pandemic. It wouldn't be possible to go fast with the Moderna vaccine otherwise. Hmm. So just very convenient. I think we've re referred to that in general, um, but that's kind of the specifics of <laughs> they just happened to figure out this key, how to overcome this key obstacle just in time for the pandemic to appear that for the vaccine that they could now make. Interesting. Uh, and then another article, same publication, Chemical and Engineering News. This is from March of this year. Without these lipid shells, there would be no mRNA vaccines for COVID-19. Um, liquid nanoparticles used in the COVID-19 vaccines contain just four ingredients. Ionizable lipids whose positive charges bind to the negatively charged backbone of mRNA. Pegylated lipids that help stabilize the particle and phospholipids and cholesterol molecules that contribute to the particle structure. Thousands of these four components encapsulate mRNA, shield it from destructive enzymes, shuttle it into cells where the mRNA is unloaded and used to make proteins. Although the concept seemed simple, perfecting it was far from straightforward. 
Over more than three decades, promising lipids studied in the lab often failed to live up to their potential when tested in animals or humans. Positively charged lipids are inherently toxic, and companies struggled for years before landing on formulations that were safe and effective. When injected intravenously, the particles invariably accumulated in the liver, and delivery to other organs is still an obstacle. Okay. And what, what are we hearing about where these particles are ending up? The lungs, the heart, and the but uh, oh, not vagina. The ovaries. The ovaries. Ovaries. Thank you. Yeah. So this is this was not supposed to happen, right? So are we are we really sure that they figured out the safe lipid nanoparticles that they hadn't been able to figure out for thirty years? I don't know. Um, also, further down in the article, there are no cationic, which I think means neutral, hopefully. Uh, Cola says, and we knew we couldn't use permanently positively charged lipids because they are so damn toxic. Those lipids would rip cell membranes apart, he adds. A solution came from new lipids that were charged only under certain conditions. During the late 90s and through the first decade of the 2000s, Colas, his colleagues at Inex Pharmaceuticals and the Inex spin-off Proteva Biotherapeutics developed ionizable lipids that are positively charged at an acidic pH but neutral in the blood. The group also created a new way to manufacture nanoparticles. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Read that last line again, please. Yeah, so they're, they're positively charged, which means that they're so damn toxic, according to him. Mm-hmm. But... When they get into the blood, they magically become... No, give me the pH again. What was that? They're they positively charged at an acidic pH, but neutral in the blood. So, okay, this is something I've been looking into, and it's been on all kinds of podcasts, and you can see it uh, in, in your local uh, store when you're buying water. Mm-hmm. Acidity. Now, right. acidity ends up being, and this, I, when I first became kind of a, you know, woke up to all this stuff 10 years ago, I thought acidity, and you start talking about acids and bases and the water can't, you know, need to, can't be too acidic. And I was like, this, that sounds like new age crap. I have no idea what that's about, but I'm just going to get the fluoride <laughs> out of my water and I'll start there. But it turns out that's a very real thing. Um, mm-hmm. And not only is it a real thing, there is evidence to point to cancer being able to grow in an extremely acidic environment meaning when the body becomes so acidic cancer can grow in it easily and so people started buying and and getting these ph waters you know i I actually have one sitting on this desk here that is you know extremely expensive but it's a high ph level okay weirdly enough when i drink it i feel way better and way more hydrated Hmm. the exact words of my wife who blindly taste tested it and drank one bottle were i feel more uh, uh, quench than I did with with all the other water that we usually get. So you start looking into this and you start seeing that a diet that's high in sugar is very acidic. You start seeing a diet that's high in uh, carbs is very acidic, but a diet that's a lot of vegetables uh, is very, what's the opposite of acidic? Basic? Alkaline. So, al- alkaline, thank you. It's very alkaline. So then you start looking at, well, how do they make this water pH higher? Well, they put sodium bicarbonate in it. What's that? 
It's essentially baking soda. So you can buy a filter for your house, which I've done, and put the sodium bicarbonate into the water that you already have filtered and add to you the taste and refreshingness and ability for, of the water to replenish you, right? So I've done this. I've done this. I've also bought the expensive bottles and I've, I've moved towards a, a vegetarian, not a vegetarian, excuse me, no, a high veggie diet, meaning I do eat meat, but I do eat a lot of veggies too. And that changes the acidity of your body. And there's weird stuff that happens when your body's super acidic. One, your joints hurt. Unexplained pains all over your body and achiness from high acidic content. How far out could you take this? Well, I'll tell you. I found someone on the internet, on them interwebs, a doctor <laughs> who has had some success treating cancer by injecting baking soda intravenously into people. Because that is how off-kilter and acidic our bodies have become with all the toxic crap around us. So, with all those thoughts in mind, read that last one again. It has a high <laughs> acidity pH, but when it goes into the blood, it's amazingly neutral. No, so the... All right, I'll... I'll, I'll start back. Uh, a solution came from the new lipids that were charged only under certain conditions. During the late 90s through the first decade of the 2000s, Colas' colleagues at Inex Pharmaceuticals and the Inex spinoff Protiva Biotherapeutics developed ionizable lipids that are positively charged at an acidic pH but neutral in the blood. Now, to your point, I believe that there is some range of acidity or... Or oh, yeah. being alkaline that your blood can be at, right? So, right. is this is this true at any, you know, for any person, regardless right. of what's going right. on with, right. with their system? Right. Because I can tell you, when they do the limited testing that they do, you know, they you can't be on it's any other medications. Blood, it's it's yeah. So it's the, it's the same as blood. So here we've got something that the pH. So the so I'm sorry, the pH. Sorry, I just I keep interrupting, but I, I want to get this out, and I'm I'm not saying the right things. My brain gets ahead of my 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 mouth, which is amazing when you hear how fast and like long I ramble. Uh, but the, the blood pH level pH scale is the exact same, zero to fourteen, as the water pH scale. Okay. So the normal range of blood is 7.35 to 7.45. This means the body is naturally slightly alkaline or basic. In comparison, okay. your acid... Da, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. But if... So just to relate to what you're saying, if you are not healthy yes. and, and maybe your blood is more acidic than it should be, Yes. Is it possible that these ionizable lipids, when injected, might have more negative consequences than if you than when injected into what what blood is supposed to be at? You know, in a healthy person, I I think it should certainly be looked into, um, and should have been looked into long before they started injecting millions of people with it. With when the streams of those two solutions merged, the components spontaneously formed lipid nanoparticles, which, unlike the hollow liposomes, were densely packed with lipids and nucleic acids. The process was simple in theory, but getting the machine to reliably spit out consistent LNPs was difficult. 
So we've we've got something that was supposed to uh, it just it's injected into your arm. It's it stays in your shoulder muscle. You might get a sore arm. That's that's it. Now we know it's going all over the body. We know these nanoparticles and lipids and everything else and the mRNA stuff itself is going all over your body. It's getting into other organs. The spike proteins getting everywhere. And this is it. All of it is a problem. It's not just one thing. So I guess my takeaway and we're we're kind of running long here. So I'll I'll wrap it up. My takeaway is. If you hear a solution or an explanation for something that simplifies it into one thing, it's probably wrong. It yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's deliberate disinfo, but you know, there's <laughs> there's complex problems and there's complex solutions for it. Now, complex doesn't mean it has to be a pharmaceutical product. You know, baking soda, good solution. <laughs> you know, what What did I say last week? Niacin and right. NAC and, and uh, throw some melatonin in there. You know, there's there's really simple solutions that your body needs because we are we are being poisoned, not just with the vaccines, not just with the chemtrails, not just with the glyphosate, not just with the GMO and the. You know, genetically modified foods, everything else. It's all, all of it together. It's a eugenics program. And to combat that, you know, you, you got to do a little reading. And uh, and no. maybe, you know, may, maybe try to eat. Um, I don't know. Maybe try to eat like they did a hundred years ago with stuff you grew in the garden and thoughtfully just try, to, <laughs> just try to eat thoughtfully yeah because it's the the time crunch for me the time crunch is what most often oh, gets absolutely. me as far you know it's like yep, yep, yep. you know like we talked about you're on family vacation and it's like okay what healthy fast food that the kids will eat is there uh, if you find it let me know um you end up eating horrific burgers and whatever taco bell whatever other monstrosities are out there chick-fil-a chicken nuggets with a side of fruit okay not, yeah not the, not the best but not the worst Who yeah knows? Not, i'm sure somebody's gonna write me and tell me it's the worst but <laughs> yeah yeah so it no easy answers but it doesn't mean there are no answers and it doesn't mean the answers are expensive either. So I, th- and it, I think going back to the graphene oxide poisoning thing, you know that another one of these kind of silver bullet type solutions was the there is no isolated COVID nineteen virus, which there's some validity to that. Um, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that there is no virus it could very well mean though that you know we've talked about and we've talked about it all in this this podcast and you can hear it other places too they're calling stuff that's COVID-19 that's not COVID-19 they're calling you know 
I think the the bigger overall problem is this un, state of being unhealthy. Absolutely. You know, if you, yes. If you, yes. Yes. And ironically enough, if you are paying attention enough to be super healthy, you know, may, maybe you could take the vaccine, no problem. But those are the people not taking the vaccine. <laughs> it's yes. It's the people who really shouldn't be who are like, oh, they said it's safe and effective. I'll take it. You know that. I don't know. I feel like I, I had too much stuff to cover. So apologies. I did. Well, I, did I did too. Oh. I have. I, I still have more to go over. But it's you know we gotta we gotta wrap it up at some point. There was an episode of the Propaganda Report, which is essentially a bunch of doctors talking. I think it was eight doctors mm-hmm. all got together, and I think the, the Union of the Unwanted on Rockfin. Yeah. Did you Did you listen to that? Uh. I've listened to part of the not the most recent one, but one before that. Really good stuff. But the, you know, they talk about the same stuff we've talked about on this show: high doses of quercetin, intravenous vitamin C. You know, okay. they talk about this lady. She gets uh, put into the, uh, uh, well, and I think they played this on uh, on No Agenda. The lady who gets uh, her husband gets admitted to the to the hospital and he immediately has COVID right. pneumonia and they're right to the ventilator. She said, no, 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 no. Here's what we're going to do. And they said, well, we don't do that. That's not the protocol. Yeah. Another thing, the medical establishment has been hijacked. If you got a naturopath, if you got a doctor you trust, hold them tight, keep them close, shoot, mm-hmm. send them a donation. Who knows at this point? Because we don't know what's going to happen with them. Yep. And we don't know what's going to happen with us. And so that is why we need people to support our show. And we haven't had too much support as of late, but we have had a couple of our uh, awesome donors who continue to come through in large amounts. And so before we get out of here, Andrew, we got to at least cover these people. And, and and we have two full shows to do. So we'll try to, try to do it quickly, but uh, we can't get out of here without thanking our people. These are producers of our show. People who donate to this show are producers of our show. And uh, we thank you for producing the show by giving money to us so that we can get, you know, the stuff that we need to get. We had to get a WordPress backup thing just recently, and I've had to get – well, I used some of my donation money. You know what I did this this last week, Andrew? Just little things, little steps. Took, took some of my donation money. Got myself a year subscription to ProtonMail. So I am a fully secured ProtonMail person now. And from what I understand, if you happen to use your donation money to get Proton Mail, any email that you and I send to each other, fully encrypted. I know we got a couple from donors out there who uh, sent stuff and they send it through Proton Mail. Now when it gets to me, fully encrypted. So I think that sort of stuff, those small steps are things that we need to take. So uh, thank you for supporting our show, for producing our show. And for episode 239, we didn't actually get a chance to say all of your names. Uh, because we were doing the show with Will, but your names were on the show as producers on the show notes. And that was our good friend, Katie, who I don't know where she lives. I don't have it in front of me and I don't I know her last name, but she has a website seekingredress.com, where she is uh, constantly writing stuff similar to what we're talking about. She's been a big fan of the show for a long time. So thank you, Katie, for your production of this show. Uh, if you want to get the next two, I actually have to go and grab something. Uh, I shall be right back. We're going to fi- finish these out and and then uh, get into the this current episode. I'm going to go grab something. Okay. Uh, Karen from the Netherlands. Thank you, Karen. Ashley from uh, Stampin' Ground, Kentucky. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, our 
you know, absolutely one of our most most loyal uh, supporters, Danny. Thank you, Danny. And Kyle, right up there as well. Thank you, Kyle. And uh, Nancy, who's also donated before. And they, thank you, Nancy. And uh, looking Nancy forward to reach out to you. Yeah, possibly um, might meet up in real life with her husband. He's coming out this way. So very cool. This uh, donation came from Robin in New York, and this one went to the old PO box. Um, I don't know how much this she would want me to uh, to to read, so I'll just maybe give you a smattering. But she asks a pretty pretty interesting question about uh, kind of sharing information with somebody who believes all the mainstream media. So uh, mm. uh, they said, "Dear sane people, please find and close an annual." And uh, actually, the name is Robin, and it could be a he or she. I don't know the answer there. So, dear sane people, please find enclosed. An annual contribution for your podcast, which I find uh, found through my uh, subscription with James Corbett. I oh, am wow. I am not a Christian in the traditional sense, more of a poly pacist. Poly, I don't know what that means, but absolutely respect yours and bro- my brother's point of view. Would very much like you to connect with him. So then she goes on and on to, or he or she goes on to ask a question about uh, speaking to her brother and what to say you know and it's kind of uh interesting you know some people are christian some people are not but some you know some people question the vaccine some people don't and you know well yeah i i would say i don't know my my suggestion you know james corbett's a, a good one to start and maybe start with an issue that is not not necessarily a, a hot button issue. If it's someone who really hasn't started asking questions about anything, uh, you know, going to a subject that they admittedly don't know about, so they might be more open to starting there. You know, if it's not something that, because everyone knows what happened on 9 11, everyone knows what ha- is going on with COVID, right? I mean, this is. So maybe starting with something that's not quite as emotional for people. Uh, Requiem for the suicide of Danny Casalaro. Yeah, I mean, stories like that are, yeah, stories about individual people. Um, there's there's lots of ways to go, but usually there's, even the most normie of normies usually has some opinion about something that isn't totally mainstream so sometimes you can build off of that too very true believe this to be a gal that's my final answer this is a gal so um yes robin she uh she donated fifty dollars to help produce this episode of the podcast so on 240 we had uh good old kyle uh nancy and then robin thank you guys we already covered all that yep Okay, good. Thank you for doing that. What was it about? Thank you for using the post office box. It's much appreciated. We love to uh, open that up and see stuff in there. Um, I do have one clip that I produced before we get out of here. Um, let's see. I don't know if it's a good way to end the show, though. It is a, an epic Alex Jones rant. <laughs> I hope not the really epic one. Which one's the really epic one? <laughs> 
Well, if it doesn't contain lots of f bombs, then it's not that one. The so. the the is is that one recent? Yes. Yeah, I, I edited them out. It's that one. I, is there even anything left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. When Alex Jones goes, hey, it's in this document. They're going to declare us all terrorists. It's in there. And Wait a second, though. On that, that that brought me up. The reason that made me think of this is when you were talking earlier, you were talking about the lockstep operation right. lockstep by the Rockefellers. And mm -hmm. Alex Jones has been telling us to look at that for years. Yep. Sure. It's one thing when Alex Jones goes, hey, it's in this document. They're going to declare us all terrorists. It's in there. And I get people wouldn't go look it up. They thought I made it up. Now it's all over the news. Oh, you're a terrorist. Screw you. You're the globalist terrorist. You're the Nazi, socialist, commies, authoritarians, whatever you want to call it, telling me an American that I'm not essential and that I, and, and another lockdown's coming and I've got to put up with it. And I've got to take an experimental shot or I can't fly on an airplane or I can't have a job. Fuck you. Fuck you. I got plenty of words for you, but at the end of the day, you and your new world order and the horse you rode in on and all your shit. you people are criminals and just because you get the whole media to gaslight us and tell us that classical tyranny is a good thing it's not everything you're doing is 101 evil classically bad classically evil out of every dystopic novel out of every dystopic country and i just can't believe so many fellow americans and all these academics that got three four degrees are signed on to tyranny because you know you have a worthless degree and you've been promised some place in this new authoritarian takeover. Nobody's got a place in this. This is a satanic world government takeover trying to steal the birthright of humans. And I apologize to your family viewers, and I'm cussing here, but we're not putting this out over the satellite or over radio or TV. We're posting it at band off video. And at the end of the day, you know what? Be offended by me saying, fuck you, Bill Gates, and you, Klaus Schwab. Good, I'm bad. But how bad are the people injecting children with deadly poison that's killing them? What are you going to do about that? I'm asking you right now. Lower IQs in our children. Massive bacterial pneumonia. Killing kids all over the country. And their answer is a new lockdown when it's the damn masks that are causing it and the poison so-called vaccine on record that's causing the shedding. It's you people that are to blame, and you're going to be held accountable. And we know you're getting ready to stage terror attacks and blame it on us. We've got your number. I like how he ends that. I think the more we talk about it, the more it'll help. Because well, I think they're going to, I think they're going to stage some terror attacks coming up September 11th, and they're going to blame it on Taliban in America, and then crack down even harder. Or they're going to blame it on anti-lockdown. People, or they're going to blame it on anti-vaxxers, conspiracy theorists. Well, I mean, they're already, you know, uh, they're already saying, oh, look, was it Michael Moore that posted the two pictures, you know, one with the January 6th? insurrectionists I mean, and won't the Taliban. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dumb Steve, until they Steve, lock you up because they say, no, it's the same thing, you know, but, uh, play the, uh, it's Mikhail Orlov, the Twitter link. And I titled it short, but epic hail Fauci rant. So this is one of the San Diego school board meeting people. the wind 
That's the wind of time. That's the wind of history. That's the wind blowing through your ancestors' bones, begging you to do the right thing. Sir, can you please state that your name for the, the audio record? That Sir. Matt Baker is calling upon from Ocean Beach. that is blowing through the black people, through the white people, through the Chinese people, through the Mexican-Americans, through the people that built this building with their bare hands to raise up this nation. They are begging you, and they are blowing through your veins, and they should be putting a tingle up the spine of your back, and they should be begging you to do the right thing. You're about to open a pit of hell. You do not get a vaccine passport put on us. You know, as the population who's in control, you know that the people or the politicians, once you get a power, you will never relinquish it. Do you think that the four feet of marble that holds you above high in this chamber will help you from the fate of humanity which you are unleashing no, no it won't your children and your children's children will be subjugated they will be asked how many vaccines have you had have you been a good little Nazi hey Fauci Hey, 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 There's been a lot of talk about the Nuremberg Code. Well, I brought you a copy. You are all in violation of Section 1. Yes, you, Dr. Wilton. You are in violation of the Nuremberg Code, which is international law. And the, de- the definition is... Thank you, sir. Your time has expired. <laughs> I love that. That's great. This guy did a... This was a, a board meeting. Yeah, well, a school board or health board, maybe? Because there was also a gym owner that gave a good, a good speech. He's been anti-lockdown since the beginning too so that was san diego there's some good clips coming out of that and you ready for your words of wisdom tim well before we get to my words of wisdom i just want to say this the purple revolution continues we called it we said that's the revolution that that is currently the overthrow of america this is our color soros revolution it ain't over it's still ongoing and they're maybe it should be the rainbow maybe it's the rainbow not the purple (laughs) <laughs> well, they, but they all wore purple that day, and that's kind of what we thought, you know, hey, this is it. Yeah. They're announcing that they've done it. They haven't. And the only thing I can think of is... Well, real, real quick, Tim, because mm-hmm. that goes back to the Soros cover revolutions, and then the Clintons wearing purple after she lost, and, the, and what have you, so all the way through to today. What do you think of the George Soros saying that President G is the most dangerous man to civil societies around the world. I think that uh, after him and uh, G got done sacrificing a baby to Moloch, they decided <laughs> they were going to try to be on different sides of the coin. Do a fake uh, fake fight? Uh, you know, one thing that keeps sticking out to me is uh, David Rockefeller. 
at a and, and somebody smarter than me, you know, that's one thing about James Corbett too. He'll like reference an episode. Da, 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 da. He like knows what episode he said it and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, Rockefeller is at a speech in the '90s, and he's talking about that the revolution of China was one of the most important advances and in, in ex- experiments uh, of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what I think he meant by that? <laughs> 30 years later? How, how they, much you can... They, they figured people? out... Yes, oh. they figured out with a certain amount of schooling and a certain percentage of the population in almost 50 to 100 percent of a younger population that you could force the hand and the will of the entire group that's what the revolution was in china and that's what it looked like they unleashed all the school kids thought crime all that stuff and they figured out that no matter how big the group if you got a loud enough group while the rest are scared to talk, if they're if they're scared well enough into not talking, that they'll go along with it. That's how you can control the society and steer it in a direction you want. Mm-hmm. Now we have a, now we have a, that's a dark note to end on, but we have a couple things in our favor. One, still got guns. Now, what does that mean? Do I think we need to go shoot anybody? Absolutely not. But it does paint the battlefield, for lack of a better term, a little bit differently. If you go out and start using your guns for violence. Then, then things are going to be bad. But we also have a very, very free society. They weren't starting from scratch when uh, the revolution happened in China. They were already a di- dictator type of society. So we have a lot of people here, and even the wokest among us loves freedom. And so the longer we resist, the better it is. I saw a great quote. I'll see if I can find it now. About if you're thinking about giving up on the masks, it's not about you. Mm. Um, and the reason, it, let's see. And it's also not about the masks. It's not about if they're not giving up on vaccines. It, it's not about you. I could walk to any place in the city right now and go get the shot. It would make my life so much easier. I wouldn't have the judgment of my pledge of allegiance to the government, Trump-hating, media-loving, brainwashing coworkers, neighbors, or family that have been judging me or anyone else that's different. People like that see only two things, them and us. Anybody who isn't thinking like them, voting like them, or talking like them is an automatic enemy of the state, their state. I wouldn't have to worry about work. What might happen to my unemployment? How much longer will I get paid? What am I going to do if I get fired? What if I can't travel? Do I have enough savings to buy a house and live off the land? No. Who's going to hire me? Will social services eventually take my kids? The train of thought gets very dark very fast. It's like someone cut the brakes to an 18-wheeler going downhill. Welcome to hell. Getting vaxxed would solve all my problems, restore my social graces to the eyes of the mainstream media and everyone who worships this monstrosity of a mechanism. Sure, maybe I'd become infertile, or maybe I'd die suddenly or unexpectedly. (laughs) But who even cares at this point? Living a life with such stress is no stress at all. Consider the fact that this is the last fight. If we all do this, there's no going back. Our consent to this vaccine is consent to slavery. If we do this, we are screwed. COVID is not dangerous. There is censorship of the medical debate on the vaccine's efficacy. Let me repeat that. There is censorship of the medical debate on the vaccine and its safety and efficacy. Yeah, it sucks. I might end up poor or bankrupt. Maybe my friends and family will exile me. 
Maybe the last time anyone ever sees me will be at a FEMA camp. The possibilities are endless. But at least I didn't contribute to the destruction of America, the destruction of my freedom, our children, our children's freedom. This is way bigger than me and are my personal fears. This is way bigger than you and your personal fears. Humans just like us have been living and dying, fighting and suffering for over 200,000 years. People just like us, people that we are descended from who fought for our freedoms, our way of life, not for them, but for us. Hold the line. Pay it forward. Viva la resistance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely serious now. You know, and we talked about the congressman's tweet. Uh, Thomas Massey saying, if you don't, if you put up with the mask mandates, you will get vaccine mandates. So that's, you know, we have to start pushing back the other direction. We can't constantly be in, just say, well, could you go slower? Can you wait another month before you require vaccines? You know, can you, okay, we'll do them. You know, you got to stop complying. United non-compliance. So, and I think the, um, I think this was more recent, so I don't think we've talked about it on the show, but the, the idea of mass formation, I thought that was a good series of clips on No Agenda. Oh, yeah. No, I actually wanted to almost play those on this show. Yeah, those were those were very good. Um, and I think that's what they're <laughs> and that's what they're using. That's the Chinese style revolution. They're yeah. using. I, and I actually heard someone utter the words. My biggest fear. This is this is someone who said this. My biggest fear in the world is that they're going to put us on lockdown again and I'm going to have to go to my house and not be able to come to work. <laughs> That's your biggest fear? But I don't think he's alone. I think that everybody's looking at the anti-vaxxers or the anti-maskers, and those people are all saying they're the reason we're going to have to lock down again. Yeah. And that's, well, that's the fear that's, that's been driven into them, and that's what the mainstream media is propagating. And it, it's interesting that, you know, in that series of clips – the guy who studied it, who studied the and made the argument for mass formation, said facts are not what convinces people that this is the wrong way to go, right? Because it is logically inconsistent. And you can talk about it doesn't make sense. Why are they, you know, you you really do have to accept that this is an agenda and they want they want to control you and they want to kill you. And it, it does make sense when you put it in that context. And then you realize the only way out is by non-compliance. You know, there, there's no voting solution. There's no tweeting solution. There's no blogging or podcasting solution. It's either we refuse to go along with it and we... You know, either enough people refuse to go along with it and we win or not enough people refuse to go along with it. And those of us that refused end up in the gulag. But guess what? And, and this is, you know, gulag archipelago. Good information in there. There's not just one wave of people that goes into the gulag. There's wave after wave after wave. And you might as well be in the first wave because you you refuse to comply with what's going on 
because it doesn't get any better for the the later waves. Because and you know it's the joking Babylon B level stuff is becoming reality of you know wait until the triple vaxxers turn on the double vaxxers. You know and that that's coming. So you you might as well just say no to all of it, including the masks and make our stand now should we just put the the notes to the 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 clips to that mass uh thing in the show notes or should we play them or what do you think mass formation oh yeah that'd be that'd be good to have them in the show notes or you could play them at the end if you if you want i i did so my my words of wisdom for the day not and this is stolen from um anomaly the anomaly account on on twitter he says ancient proverb when both parties serve big pharma the pillow salesman can't save you (laughs) (laughs) so i I think most people will will understand that absolutely yep absolutely my words of wisdom i'll say this about the pillow salesman though he's trying yes you know he's he's resisting I'm I'm not blaming him, but we all made fun of the 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 liberals for and I'm not that not that I'm a conservative, but we all made fun of the how do we put it the green hairs for putting the hashtag resist on everything against Donald <laughs> Trump, even though they were you know not really being persecuted as they thought they were, but uh, now it's a very real hashtag resist hashtag yeah. resist and you know if if that. Uh... Fortunately, it's not that way around here yet. But if that playground nearby has the caution tape and the close signs, maybe taking those down is a good good place to start. <laughs> Who said I hadn't already, Andrew? Yeah, well, that's yeah, because it you know since it got taken down, I, it, yet I'm sure they'll try it. It has not yet been put back up. Right, but but how many people have gotten sick though? <laughs> yeah from, from uh, playing Inslee it just, outside in, yeah Inslee just announced uh all teachers need a vaccine requirement and there's a statewide indoor mask state, uh mask order oh washington kate brown got out ahead of him this time yeah oh did she did she already said this we've uh we've had the statewide mask order for a week or so um Fairly decent, fairly decent non-compliance ratios, depending on where you're at. But. Yeah, yeah, definitely seeing that myself. Went to Home Depot this morning and saw several fully-faced individuals. Nice. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I hate to uh, wrap it on so many negative notes, but the uh, I think the goal <laughs> of this episode is just a a hard a hard look and hard look at what's actually happening around us and, and motivation to resist and to thank every day, just, you know, game out that worst case scenario and then think every day that it doesn't happen and work towards just enjoying a better life. And, uh, you know, if just, uh, looking to God to answer all your stuff, okay. looking to God to answer your anxieties, looking to God to, cause eventually he will make them pay and it's not, you know, vengeance is not mine. He's going to make them pay, but it may not be for a long time. Yes, we <laughs> we may well end, end up in the gulag, but, you know, 
I'd, I'd rather have my integrity in intact and end up in the gulag than have to live with myself that I went along with all this. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. (laughs) 